And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. He got a bicycle. Hello uh, and welcome to the first ever WrestleCube podcast. Do you want to know why it's called the WrestleCube? We're not going to tell you. <laughs> we could tell you, but we won't. Um, we might at some point, but we'll see. Anyway, um, my name is Tom Mimner. Uh, I am here with Mike Lacumis. Yes, I am here. And Daniel Akinbola. Hello, I am Daniel Akinbola. <laughs> so good you've said it twice. <laughs> Well, you only said it once, but I mean, we've said it twice collectively. Now everybody knows. Yeah. They'll never forget. Well, I've... right, gold dust, calm down. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so we um, we've decided to get together and have a chat about uh, some wrestling, uh, specifically some yes. things we've seen in the last few weeks. So we're going to have a little chat. Um, we all attended Royal Quest, New Japan show in London a few weeks ago. We're going to have a chat about All Out, a little bit about uh, Clash, WWE's Clash of Champions, which at time of recording was yesterday. Um, and just, uh, you know, chat for a bit about wrestling. So hopefully you enjoy it. Um, how are you guys? Oh, great. Fantastic. You know, <laughs> lots of wrestling to discuss. Yeah. Lots of good stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, before we carry on, um, we're doing this over Skype, and some of these will be over Skype in the future, but uh, we should point out that um, Mr. Uh, Lacumis has, um, has hurt himself. Yes, I have. I have uh, uh, do you want to tell us and, and our listeners what happened? Yes, yeah, so during a very intensive game of football on a Sunday morning, I fractured my metatarsals, little toe and the toe next to it. So you can call me David Beckham. <laughs> Is that where the comparison ends? That was, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Just the injury. <laughs> did, so that, did, did Wayne Rooney have the same injury at some point? Oh, maybe. For like just yeah. the World Cup, did that happen? Yeah, because I don't remember knowing what a metatarsal was until he broke his. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like, oh my God, the metatarsal. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know much about about biology, uh, having only done GCSE single science, uh, which is basically <laughs> fire burn thing, uh, soil fall in water. Same, you know. That's the pure science, man. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's just it's, all you really need to know. I, I like to think of it as the glossed version, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, the none cliff of this in depth. Just the gloss. Yeah, cliff. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that sucks, man. How what's how long's your recovery? The recovery is six weeks apparently, so I've done a week and a half. So within another week, I'll probably be ready to jump out of my bedroom window to end nice. it. Excellent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The the problem there is is presumably that would result in more broken metatarsals, <laughs> which would set you back even further. Yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> Maybe a very don't good do that. point. Makes a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no um, um i should also apologize in advance uh if there is uh if you're listening to this and you suddenly hear a crying baby that that's me sorry uh not well not specifically me not actually you. You, yeah. uh, i mean it might be me let's see how this goes but um that's yeah. me i'm i'm hungry for milk <laughs> yes. and it's been a long day you know what can i say um but yeah um oh well um hopefully the the the, the foot gets better soon because um that that sounds incredibly painful 
it is very useless. Yeah, it's going to be quite annoying. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, Daniel, how are things with you? Uh, things are great, man. I, I just finished watching All Out. Uh, I'm very uh, happy about it, but obviously not, you're not here for... Uh, going a bit last minute on this. Uh... No, 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 not all. <laughs> it's not like I had uh, weeks <laughs> with which to do this. But yeah, I'm good, man. I'm looking forward to talking about some good wrestling after... Uh, I mean, we're not going to go into it, but after having to sit through SummerSlam, I, I, that was my kind of nail in the coffin for ever watching anything WWE ever again. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I, I so, would say, that, you know, if, if you didn't like that, probably don't watch Clash of Champions. Yeah. <laughs> probably, probably give that one a miss. Maybe, maybe check back in around Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll do my usual. I'll be back for Royal Rumble. And then... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's probably wise, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think we'll miss much. Oh, well. Okay, well, I think first of all, we'll have a little quick chat about Royal Quest, because uh, we were all there for that, which was excellent. Um, I'll just quickly drop in right uh, right now. Um, we've got a little bit of audio from the night. You will have to excuse the fact that I have had probably about five pints by the time we were recording this. So, <laughs> you know. It is what it is. Yeah, we had been drinking that day, so... You yeah. guys are still pretty solid, though. You're all right, wasn't all right, that? Well, well, listeners, you be the judge of that. Here we are. Right, we've, uh, we've, we've just left um, Royal Quest at the Copper Box in London. Um, and uh, perhaps you'd like to hear our immediate thoughts afterwards. Daniel, what do you think? I thought it was a very entertaining show. If not, you know, somewhat formulated. It was wasn't a, uh, wasn't a, the best show I've ever seen, but the main event was fantastic. The rest of it seemed kind of like going through the numbers, like taking the show on tour, but it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Mike, thoughts? Oh, I thought it was excellent. I think Dan's downplaying it a bit. It was exactly, yeah! It was exactly what you would want as a New Japan fan. Sorry, we're just coming through some security here. Security. I thought the top three matches all delivered probably a minor classic the main event and the rest of the the card was easy to sit through enjoyable crowd wild for it i think it's one of the best shows i've ever seen in in england in fairness it was a good show it was a good show great is uh in fairness it it was better than from what i gather from last night's the uh, last night's rep pro show um, yeah. the bar apparently yeah. is medium uh, I wasn't there Mike you were there any thoughts I was there I mean they tried but a lot of things didn't come off last night and it was obviously set up for tonight's show a couple good matches ELP and Michael Oku main event was too long tag match with Okada Tanahashi was good but it, didn't, it felt insignificant and it makes a lot of sense that it was set up for this show I should point out, Michael Oku, uh, known elsewhere as the OJMO, for reasons that I don't understand, but he's Michael Oku in Rev Pro and the OJMO everywhere else. I'm not really sure why. I think that's correct, I'm pretty sure. Uh, why not? That's why. Fuck. <laughs> There's uh, some legal reasons if we got this wrong, but from what I gather, that's the case, which is very confusing if it is. Uh, uh, if not, well, we're going to edit the fuck out of this, so great. Because uh, I don't want to be seen as getting someone's name wrong. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> for me, 
I thought uh, we that was quite a good show for the most part. Uh, I would have liked to see the Manu Suzuki win, but I understand why that didn't happen. It was never going to happen. Yeah, of course it was never going to happen. But you know, it was uh, one of those things that I would have. Uh, it would have been nice in that front of that crowd who were very pro Suzuki. Pro Suzuki. Four points in. It's very hard to say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, no, uh, very good show. Uh, very enjoyable for the most part. I thought uh, everything delivered. Uh, there were no. It was very quick as well. I mean, it is not even 9pm and we're out of the show. And bear in mind, it started at probably about half five. I um, Everything moved at a very good, a very quick pace. Uh, yeah, no, no, it was very good. Very good. Uh, I'm sure we'll have more thoughts when we talk about this in a couple of weeks uh, on our actual full podcast for the WrestleCube. But uh, for now, uh, we just want to say, uh, yeah, very, very enjoyable show. So uh, that was that was our thoughts from the night. Um, having had a bit of time to think about it since, and um, I've actually watched the show back as well um, since on New Japan World. Um, oh. Any thoughts on Royal Quest about kind of you know reflections since the night? They've had a bit of time to think about it. Some distance. I, I still think it is probably the best show I've ever seen in the UK. Oh wow! I'd, I'd go along with that. Those are big words. I, I think so though. The top three matches delivered in spades. Yes, they were very good. I would say that the top three matches were fantastic. I had a great time watching them. But then some of the earlier matches, what I feel like I'd already seen somewhere or were just kind of... uh, It seemed like the the greatest hits kind of roadshow. But they weren't effective. No, they weren't effective. They were all great matches. It was just... uh, It wasn't as new or as uh, exciting to me as a lot the... (laughs) Final three, especially that main event, which was um, fantastic. Yeah, I think I think the problem with any New Japan undercard is well, really most actual big New Japan shows outside of a Wrestle Kingdom or a Dominion yeah. is that you get your top three big matches, and everything else on the undercard is pretty much just tags, and there are yeah. stakes attached, but it's not, you know, it's not quite on the same level as those top three matches, and it's built that way. It's always that way, um, yeah. and you know. The in-ring action is fine, invariably very, very good, but it is difficult to necessarily invest as much as you might in those top three matches. And they they deliberately stack the card that way. So you start off with your young, your young Lions, and then you've got some kind of mid-carders. I don't know what Kota Ibushi was doing in the second match of the night with Juice Robinson <laughs> against yeah. Bullet Club. That's ridiculous. Um, but, you know... Like, he yeah. had a date. <laughs> yeah, he had sure. a hot date that night, so he was like, yo... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kuro is a good young man, and I could believe that he could have a date anywhere he likes in the world. To be fair. Go. I once saw him in a lift. <laughs> yeah, does he in a lift? Okay. Yeah. Does he smell Tokyo, good? Weirdly. Oh what? Yeah, yeah. We saw him in a lift in Tokyo on the way up to uh, the bar owned by uh, the company DDT, who he used to work for. Oh. Did you? Did you freak out? I said nothing. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I I was uh, exploding inside and said <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> this is this is I didn't know what else to do really. So. That's fine. That's it's fine. probably the best thing to do, I guess, is just keep it cool. Yeah, yeah it, was, <laughs> it was fine. Um, <laughs> I went went and drank quite a lot afterwards because it's a bit like oh, that was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, we're getting so cold babushi and exploded inside. How embarrassing! <laughs> I mean, what did you want to do? Did you want to give him like a Kamagoye or something just in the lift? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I don't want to end up in a Japanese prison. Let's, let's, let's make that clear. That, that would have been a bad idea. 
<laughs> you wouldn't make that guy's that guy would have just squeezed you like an ant. I'm looking at pictures of the dude. Fucking hell. Yeah. This dude is checked. Yeah. And he can do a moonsault. Yeah. A beautiful moonsault at that. Wrestling. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're getting off track here. Um, yeah. yeah. It is a weird thing, though. I felt like it was. I get that they'd had a very punishing G1 before this, but having Ibushi uh. and Osprey both in kind of undercard tag matches. On a show like this, felt a bit lazy for me, but uh, I enjoyed both the matches. Uh, Osprey with um, Robbie Eagles, the the Birds of Prey, are um, are fine as a tag team. They're, they're very very good um, as a junior tag, so I didn't really have a problem with that. And yeah, I mean, it, 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 the undercard was certainly was it wasn't bad by any stretch. You know, even um, Gorillas of Destiny versus Aussie Open, which we missed because I was at the bar. Um, <laughs> I've watched it since. It was pretty good. Yeah. No, it was really good, and they had great heat, which yeah, built it was, it was right. before. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it still had Tamatonga in it, so it, it, it wasn't that great. But <laughs> as a guy who hadn't seen that much NJPW for a while, anyway, I was shocked by how big Will Ospreay has become, like physically. Oh, oh yeah, he's bulked huge. Up. He's really bulked up. Yeah, man, that CrossFit. That's fine. You know, like, I mean, yeah, good for him. Um, no, no, no. It's a good look. I mean, I think that he will eventually move up to heavyweight properly, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not But yeah, I mean, he's certainly straddling the um, the sort of borderline of the weight classes. So yeah, I mean, he can do both currently, which is great. Um, but I, I do foresee him going up, I imagine. Um, yeah. I suppose we should, probably should, let's, let's get on to those top three matches. Um, so Tomohiro Ishii and uh, <coughs> Kenta. Violence. Yeah, um, having watched it back since, it was really violent, but also it looks like <laughs> Kenna got really badly concussed quite near the end of that, and they probably Where, should have it. stopped it. Where was this? What? I looked like it was just off a suplex or something, I don't know, and then they did the headbutts towards the end, and it was just very... Right. I, like, watching the footage back, he does not look like he knows where he is. He looks really, really out of it, and... Ooh, that is really problematic in this day and age when, when we know now what we know about concussions and CT yeah. and everything else to continue on the match. Dude, I mean, those guys are just punching each other in the face for a, a significant amount of time. They do not give a flying fuck about concussions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just constant elbows to the head. Like, <laughs> okay. I, like wow. Well, so, if not you concussions, know. you look at what happened to to Shibata, though, like, and you know, yeah, like there's a yeah. guy who one of his things was doing those full pelt headbutts, and you know, not even worked pro wrestling headbutts where you headbutt your hand. I mean, like full on skull to skull headbutts, yeah. and then he had a yeah. brain aneurysm. You know, I mean, <laughs> these things aren't <laughs> yeah, unconnected. <man. laughs> but, but I think it's quite strange. We were there. I didn't pick up on that whatsoever. He looked rocked. Right. Like I, I thought in the match he looked a bit rocked at the end, but I thought he was selling. I didn't like. Yeah, that's what and I thought. It didn't. It's only when you see it up, see it on screen that you suddenly go, "Oh, yeah. hang on, that maybe was not part of the match." Yeah. But it was still really good. And I mean, on the night, I had no idea, and I thought they had a great match. It was just yeah. as violent as I expected it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys do not mess around. No. Um. So yeah, um, and then uh, obviously we had the British heavyweight title match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
uh, which I enjoyed immensely. Yeah, that was a very good match. It was good. I did feel like I kind of seen it before. I think we said that on the day. Yeah, yeah. there is a bit of that. Bit like, although, yeah, I mean, they've had other matches where I feel like they did a bit more. And I think, again, it was a little bit greatest hits, but I guess, again, maybe it is part and parcel of doing a show in an area where you've not done a show before that you want to just show off yeah. the, kind of the best of the best of what you do rather than trying something new. And, you know, I mean, it, it certainly wasn't bad. I really enjoyed it. And, 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 like, it was at this point in the evening I really felt like the atmosphere started to pick up. And yeah. eventually a ridiculous crowd for the main event, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but, like, it certainly helped. The, uh, the the crowd reaction for Tanahashi was massive, which is weird because I, I expected Sabre, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. to be the one to kind of be this weird yeah. thing where he'd be the, the face, but not really. People love Tanahashi, man. Yeah, people love Tanahashi. He hasn't been over for a while. I suppose, aside from doing... I know he did Rev Pro the night before, but has he done Rev Pro for a while? Because you you tend to go to those shows reasonably. Yeah, no. No, Rev Pro, probably a year and a bit, at least. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, he's not been on Rev Pro for a while. We'll we'll have a little chat about Rev Pro in a minute. Uh, Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um... I suppose, yeah, and the other, I guess, moving on to that main event, I mean, what a main event that was as well. God, such a pro-Suzuki crowd as well. Like, Minoru Suzuki was is ridiculously over here. Oh, yes. He built his fan base in RevPro, I think. I, 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 I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been working fairly regularly for RevPro for, what, at least a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. And, like... As a tag. Which is great, and, like, he's... Getting to see Kazanina Ray in person is something quite special, uh, which I hadn't yeah. really thought about beforehand. But that it's just incredible him everybody go for the go for the big moment in that. And he is a legitimately scary man. Yeah, he is. He looks like a he looks like a yakuza or something. Uh, there's a bit of that about yeah. him, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty. He's he's he looks like he would genuinely hurt you and enjoy it. Yeah, but that was a fantastic match. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I loved the build-up that, um, uh, that they had um, beforehand, the little video package, and, and uh, some of the lines were fant- fantastic. Was it For his own clouds to clear, rain must fall, and a rain must continue. <laughs> On the clouds of disgrace, a gold lining shine. It was like <laughs> that, was that, that was the one. That was the one. I loved that, and they really built it up in, in, into um, an epic uh, battle between these two. And then, Jesus Christ, what they did to each other's faces! <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love the board. I, I love the idea though that uh, Suzuki had the match won several times. I know they've done this before, but he had the match won several times, but kept wanting to win it with the Gotch Power Driver, and that was his undoing. And it's 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 a great again. It is a bit greatest hits, but it is a great bit of storytelling in front of a very hot crowd. That worked perfectly. It worked. And like, yeah, I, I did feel that way. It was kind of a greatest hits match. Like I had seen um, him perform that similar kind of thing before. But oh, as I said, it was great to see it live in front of their crown. And, you know, it was a masterclass in storytelling between the two of them. This is the thing. Okada can have a great match with anybody. But Suzuki is <clears throat> so underrated at what a masterful storyteller he is. Yeah. I'm with that. They had a great match with, who was it, a Wrestle Kingdom? In the hair match. Oh, uh, Hiroki Goto. Goto, yeah, that was excellent as well that year. I mean, he's he's 
it was a bit weird that he got left off this year, to be honest. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, not seeing him in the G1 either. Like, a lot of it... it, it I mean, I, I get that he's, what, 50 now, but, like, he still can go. Yeah, he <laughs> must go be... with pretty much anyone. Yeah, he must be seen differently in Japan. New Japan must not see him how we see him. I don't know. I think... I yeah. It's hard. I mean, he's not He's not exactly being presented in the same way as, like, a Yuji Nagata either. Like, he's not, uh, you know... No. Being presented as... He's not in the New Japan Rumble, put it like that. You know, no, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Good lord! <laughs> I think you'd rather not be on the card. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, all in all, uh, Royal Quest I think was a real home run for New Japan, and I, you know, there have been people suggesting that maybe they would come back again next year, or maybe they do what they did this year and have the first show of the G1 in London rather than where they did it in Dallas this year. I don't know how likely that is, but I think they'll be back because definitely they'll be back. Success for them. Yeah, very successful show. Hot crowd. They must yeah. have made so much money on merch as well. Like, and the, yeah, the queue was massive. Yeah, like I mean, we didn't even bother because it just looked it was like snaking round, you know, round a whole block there. So um, it was, yeah. I mean, and the arena itself was really easy to get to for the most part. Once we figured out where it was, yeah. we uh, we almost went accidentally went to a West Ham game, but you know, that was, <laughs> to our that was a thing. That's not a joke. That almost happened. <laughs> Do you think they could run a bigger venue next time? I don't know if they would want to. Like, I mean, they could, but the copper box is perfect. Like the sight lines are yeah. brilliant for them. Like it's it, it's also it's set up in a very similar style to most Japanese venues. So like it reminded me of a, a you know Krakian Hall or somewhere like that. When you see it, like it's the big square kind of arena. No, like there aren't loads of posts everywhere. Like it's it's it, the sight lines yeah, are brilliant. The sight's great, and it's got a very yeah. sort of similar feel to it. Is it bigger than Wembley Arena? I don't uh, think so. Although Wembley that... can be configured for various different sizes of crowds. So uh, it depends. Okay. I went to see NXT TakeOver at um, Wembley oh, 2015, I think it was. And that was configured for 7,000. It was a similar sort of size. Okay, so similar, yeah. But this felt... this. I don't think... That, there weren't... We didn't have brilliant seats for TakeOver, and we didn't have terrible seats either. But I feel like if we'd been sat in equivalent seats to what we had at the Copper Box at Wembley, I don't think we would have been able to see as well. It's just it, right. the, the sight lines are brilliant because it's designed for, you know, for basketball, for I think I think it might have been hockey and things there for during the Olympics. So it is designed oh, yeah. with sight lines in mind for things, something in the middle, which which makes it perfect for, for wrestling. Yeah. Yes, because I remember you saying our seats were going to be terrible, and we sat down. We were like, "Wow, these are great!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were very much in the cheap seats. Yeah, for the cheap seats are great in the couple uh, books, as you said. So highly recommended. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I know. I would, if they were, if they do another show there next year, I would absolutely want to go. So, um, and I imagine we probably will. <laughs> it's a very good. Um, yeah. So yeah, a real home run for uh, for New Japan, and um, yeah. A definitely um, a fantastic show and if you've not seen it you can check it out on, on New Japan World it's up there now um, and yeah very highly recommended if you didn't manage to get along to it um, obviously the same night was um, uh, as well as All Out which we'll get to in a minute also uh, NXT uh, UK TakeOver Cardiff um, which was pretty much instantly forgettable outside of the main event did either of you catch that? yeah no Okay. sadly no I, I would recommend going out of your way to see it. It's 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 a good forty minutes, but it's it's incredible. Tyler Bate and Vol- yeah. it is something 
very, very worthwhile watching. Uh, it's just very incredibly physical. Um, they clearly had something to prove. Uh, that I will yeah. Say. Um, yeah, no, no, just a, a phenomenal 40-minute match that goes by, you know, like that. You can't see me, but I'm clicking my fingers. Uh, <laughs> it's like um, they watch ish, um, the New Japan main event and they were trying to respond, even though <laughs> it's like they knew it was that kind of thing to me. I mean, it felt like they had something to prove and they, they had their back up, even though they announced yeah. their show after every, after the other two shows that were on that day had already been announced. So I don't know really what they felt they were trying to prove, but still, it was very good. That's just just to say that. It was very good, very physical. Um, Tyler yes. Bate, if he was a foot taller, would already be main eventing in, in WWE, I think. But uh, unfortunately, that is problematic. But maybe they'll get past that, who knows. Hopefully one day. I hope so, because, I mean, and Volta, surely, at some point, is is destined for... Uh, God, just thinking about the idea of him and you know, him 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 versus Brock Lesnar, if the, if it was booked, you know, correctly, which it probably wouldn't oh, be, but, no. you know, like, something like that would be is, is mouth-watering, really, but, uh, yeah, well, whether it happens or not is another story. Uh, they never yeah, get it right. I just felt like we should probably quickly touch on that. Um, so yeah, the same day as Royal Quest, uh, we had All Out. But the night before Royal Quest, uh, RevPro hosted their uh, Summer Sizzler show. And Mike, you were there. So do you want to take us through a bit about what happened there? Yes, yes I was. So just as an overall, it was quite a disappointment, I have to say. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, they, they started well. They had uh, Okada and Suzuki come out to do the contract signing. <clears throat> and they had a little stare down. And that was really cool. That worked out. The crowd were buzzing because they weren't announced before. And then to get into the card, there wasn't many highlights. Uh, CCK versus Dan Maloney and MK Mackinnon ended in a no contest when I think Gresham injured his leg. I did hear that, yeah. I don't, it doesn't sound like it was too serious in the end, but enough to take him out on the night. But And I think from there, it kind of deflated the crowd a bit. And then it didn't. Uh, there was a good little scramble match with all unannounced names. It was Sonata, Herculeo, Mike Bailey, Robbie Eagles, Rocky Romero. And that was actually really good. That was probably the highlight of the whole show. And that was just a little throwaway. Then in the tag match between Aussie Open and Josh Bowden and Shah Samuels is when we had the, the controversy with which I. I didn't pick up on at the time, I have to say. Mike, just, Not to, really. just to, in case any, I mean, you have to be living under a rock, really, but um, mm. the, uh, just to take our listeners through in case they didn't, they haven't heard what happened there. Um, uh, so essentially, uh, there was an incident um, after the match that, um, and I mean, you can take us through what you saw in a second, but um, uh, after the fact, uh, referee Aaron Wilde uh, has come out and said that he was not party to the events that happened. He was injured in an unplanned spot, uh, which is costing him the ability to referee for the, in the foreseeable future. And as well as his, his day job um, working as um, a full <coughs> referee. Um, he also referees for Riptide. So I've seen him a few times as well. And he seems like a really nice guy. Um, so, um, you know, wait, what happened? Um, <laughs> Mike, I mean, you, uh, I suppose you take us through what you saw and we yeah. can go from there. Right, so basically, we are nearing five minutes of the match to go, apparently, and I think it's Fletcher is pinning uh, Bodum. Referee counts to three, which obviously, by everyone's reaction, was not meant to happen. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. Ref standing there for a minute. He calls for the bell. 
Bodum just seems to fly out of the ring and I lose sight of him. And then Samuels body slams the ref. But you could tell something was off because Samuels was really struggling. I was looking straight at this. Samuels was really struggling to get the ref up. So obviously the ref wasn't in on this. But, um, oh, no. Yeah, but to be fair, oh, no. it, it wasn't <laughs> a, bad, a bad slam. It was it was worked slam, but definitely it wasn't planned. So it just looked really messy. And I was just like, oh, Samuels is trying to cover up this by doing something silly in the ring. And then, but then after that, I didn't see uh, Bodum on the outside, legit kicking and punching the ref. So it looks, oh wow! It looks like yeah. like for real, yeah. like genuinely kicking yeah. and punching the yeah. ref, yeah. 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 running knee to the head. Yeah. Dude, why? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Since so, since then, it, this has all come out. Um, Rev Pro were very slow to condemn the actions of, of Josh Bodum. I don't want to go into all of it because it's a lot of he said, she said, all the rest of it. But, um, and you know, as always with these things, the truth is somewhere in the middle, I'm sure. But yeah. the fact of the matter is the video came out and RevPro, after initially saying, well, we didn't see it, have seen the video and have dealt with it. And Josh Bodum has been removed from RevPro, is no longer being booked for them. Shah Samuels is on a uh, zero tolerance uh, probation with the company. Um, and Aaron Wilde has been paid for his um, for his uh, planned appearances that he's no longer going to be able to do because of the actions of of Josh Bodum and um, and Charles Samuels. It's it's just a really messy situation. And yeah, that's a uh, super unprofessional to generally beat someone up like it's the nineteen sixties yeah. or something. Yeah, absolutely, it's, those days are gone where I you like... can just assault people <laughs> from Charles Samuel's point of view I had, from what I gather it seems like he was trying as Mike says to kind of salvage a situation where something had gone wrong and yeah. refer- referees are taught that if you, that you you call it like a shoot so you call it as though like if the, if the ref- wrestler who's supposed to get a shoulder up doesn't get a shoulder up you count the three because you know what if something had gone wrong what if uh, he was injured yeah exactly and, you know he couldn't communicate that he was injured and he, he, he physically couldn't get his shoulder up I, I, you know there are reasons for these things that it's done that way um, so to blame the referee is one thing but also to be honest like to then actually physically assault the referee is a whole other thing uh, Bodum's got form for various things as well a lot of stuff has come out of the come tumbling out in the last week or quite a couple of weeks since this happened. Um, it seems that he perhaps has had form for doing this sort of thing before, not with ref- referees, but apparently he tried it on with Rampage Brown, which seems like a terrible idea. That was very smart, yeah. Anyone who's seen <laughs> Rampage Brown, I mean, the clue is in his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <nah. laughs> look, Brown, looking Lord. at pictures of this guy right now. I'm not fucking with this no. guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's madness. Um, but you know what I have to say? Skulls for breakfast. <laughs> I have to say, I, I have kind of liked Bodum in Rare Pro. I like him as the dickhead character. But to know he's actually a dickhead in real life is very disappointing. Yeah, no, Doesn't absolutely. it just add extra spice, you know? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like Zlatan no. Ibrahimovic. We all know that he's a, he's a heel in real life and he's a heel while he plays football. Oh, legend. There's always one United fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I suppose while we're talking about it, um, Mike, what was the. Because um, I've heard sort of very mixed things about the main event from Summer Sizzler. Um, what were your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, it went about 45 hours or day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember, but it was good for the first 30 minutes. Really good. And then we just had all the shenanigans. Everyone who's anyone ran in. And it was just like, oh, no, they WWF will fight it. And I, I have no idea where they're going with this now, with, with uh, Star getting pinned and being gone from the company. I mean, I, I guess he's gone. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Where's he going, though? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's presumably something storyline-based, because he's not going... Well, he's been kicking off with all this unionised stuff and all the independent stuff, and so you have to assume he's not signing a contract with anybody anytime soon. Yeah. It, like we said, hopefully it's like that Kevin Steen ring of honour thing where he pops up in the shadows. I hope so. I hope they, they, they have a plan, because it's, it's an odd... It just feels like a really odd uh, story for Rev Pro to be telling because it's not really the style of thing they do a lot of. No, but this one just had all the shenanigans, and you could feel everyone in the crowd were all thinking the same thing. Please let this end now. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a pretty damning indictment. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic. <laughs> I kind of wish I was there just to see how much of a shit show it was. <laughs> uh, it was really disappointing because I've I've enjoyed. Every Rev Pro uh, York Call show I've been to, but this one was it was definitely the weakest. That's that's a shame, um, but I mean, hopefully they can rebound from this and the controversy and everything else and, and move forward. And you know, I'm they still have an ongoing relationship with New Japan, so there will still be imports and all the rest of it. I think yeah. perhaps the way things were dealt with with the referee situation was has reflected quite poorly on Andy Crowden. Um, and the yeah, company as a whole. So hopefully they can buy back some some goodwill over the coming months by continuing by doing things in a more professional manner moving forward, um, yeah. addressing kind of grievances and complaints in a, a bit more of a professional fashion. I get that it's difficult, and from the limited experience I've had many many years ago with Andy Quilden, I don't. Um, I, I, he seemed really nice. So um, yeah, I, I, I would imagine it, it wasn't a, intended. To be a, a, a you know a dick move, but perhaps they need well, to act a bit faster in these situations. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's get on to the the meat, as it were, uh, of, of what this discussion is supposed to be about. Uh, so, all out. Clash of champions. Ah, let's, let's talk about all out. It's fine. Um, so, uh, Mike, I know you've not actually seen all out, but. Um, Given your familiarity with uh, with uh, you know a number of the competitors and your excitement about uh, AEW in general, um, I'm sure it's something you will get round to. Um, we, I'm not going to go through it match by match, but I think there are a few matches I wanted to talk about a bit more. Um, and I guess we'll start with the main event. Um, Daniel, what did you think of uh, Chris Jericho being crowned the first AEW champion? Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, it's not like I, I haven't been following you know the the the, the shows uh, that closely since the the last big show, but I You've not uh, it being something yeah it being something new, I would have liked to have seen a new champion. Um, I would have liked to have seen someone that hasn't been you know that big in the in the hegemony of of WWE. Uh, like carry the flag for AEW and I understand why they would do it because he is the biggest star they have. He's the biggest yeah. name associated with the company. You know, yeah. it, 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 if you're going to put your belt on anyone, it makes sense 
because you know you put him on posters you put him on billboards and 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 banner ads and stuff people know who he is so i understand that but um but from the not thinking about marketing side of things i wasn't particularly happy that he won um the match itself i thought was good um uh it wasn't as good as the kenny omega match which we'll get to but i thought it was a a, a good solid match um some you know decent uh, psychology and spots and all that kind of stuff so yeah I, w- I will say one thing, and I-, I agree with you for the most part there, I think, it is I-, I understand why Jericho is champion. I- I'm not a big fan of his current run. Um, I- I'm not sure I'm enjoying borderline alcoholic uh, midlife crisis <laughs> Jericho. Oh, it's brilliant, Tom. Come on, the bubbly, the bubbly stuff. A little bit of the bubbly, yeah. A little bit of the bubbly. That annoys me more, though, because 99% of people don't realise that he's quoting Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so let's let's Lord that, that to one side, um, and also <laughs> I, we should probably touch on. I presume you both saw the story that he uh, he uh, lost the title belt in a steakhouse the day mm. after All Out. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Was it not on work? Had to, had to. No, no, no. He had to file a police report, uh, like which got leaked, and uh, apparently he left it in his limo while in a steakhouse. And the limo driver went to the airport, and then it got stolen. <laughs> oh, jeez! Well, he was getting there you picked go. up in a steakhouse. Yeah, it sounds know. like something Rick Flair would do with the horseman in the eighties or something. Well, I mean, yeah. It, it... Oh, I don't know where my wallet is. I'll sell this belt for cocaine. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> for alleged cocaine. Alleged. Woo. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 the one thing I will say about that match is that Jericho, as much as I have my issues with him in his current run and everything else, and I'm not sure he should be the face of the company, and I, while I understand why he is, he's done very well to get over the Judas Effect elbow, because it looks terrible, but the crowd went absolutely mental when he hit it, and it was clearly a decisive win. And he's decisively beaten both Kenny Omega and Hangman Page with that. And yeah. It's funny because it's just a really crap elbow, but it seems to people now know that he hits it, it's over, which I think is brilliant. It's, they've done a really good job with building that up. Wrestling 101, that isn't it's it? It's really? going to mean something when someone kicks out of it now as well. Yeah. yeah. Which it never be, well, 15 times, <laughs> 15 times in a title match, as is the style now. <laughs> well, it, you know, no, no, one's, no one's surprised when someone kicks out of a V trigger because Kenny Omega just does that in between other moves now it's the alternate yeah. move v trigger move v trigger <laughs> i just uh, it irritates me <laughs> we're just old men just yeah, old men yeah i i like kenny omega we might as well move on to that now anyway because that was obviously it was supposed to be kenny omega uh dean amber dean amber john moxley sorry john moxley yeah force of habit um, which I was really looking forward to, and I think they are going to do that at their next pay per view. Full gear. Full gear. <laughs> oh, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Full... They have left. Their next pay per view is called Full Gear. Full Gear, okay. As in Full F- Gear. F F U L L space G E A R. <laughs> okay, good. I thought we were saying Full Gear, like someone's trading in, I don't know, say a title belt for some gear. Woo! <laughs> 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 Yeah, the old uh, the old cocaine pay per view there. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, it, it's it's. Um, 
I, I imagine they will get to that, but um, uh, Moxley had a uh, uh, some sort of a staff infection, so that didn't happen. Um, so we got the official proper debut of Pack, which is um, is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he looked really good. He really did. Um, that was a fantastic match. There I really, was some really I really good enjoyed stuff in it. it. But I also really enjoyed that Pack is the kind of person that is a really good opponent for Kenny Omega because it it sort of curbs some of the flashier, less kind of believable tendencies that Omega has to be working with somebody who does do quite a lot of psychology in the match. I, yeah, I did kind of think there was something really old school about that match as well. I, did, I really yeah, I, enjoyed it. I would agree. Yeah, very much so. I thought it was it was well paced. And they still did the dives and all the rest of it. And you still get the stuff that is very much part of the style of both men. But it was built on a slightly more kind of... I don't know. It felt like a, a more even-footed foundation than just being a spot fest. Which, unfortunately, Kenny Omega matches sometimes can be. I would say. I don't think that's unfair. I've heard you say this, but I love spots, so, you know. I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm, un- I'm an uncultured swine. We'll, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but I, I, have, I have a theory about what's missing from AEW, but uh, it's to do with the three-ring circus. But you know what? Everybody loves, as long as there's something you love, it doesn't matter what it is. Oh. Yes. So, you know, we, you, you know, you've got the acrobats in this case, and, you know, you've got the, the clowns, um, so I guess that would be the Dark Order. <laughs> Oh God! Is that what they're called? Oh yeah, Evil Uno is. <laughs> yeah, I, that whole thing, that match was that match was fine actually. It was a great, it was a good match, but man, that did, gimmick sucks. It does not work, does it? <laughs> no, it really doesn't. No. Although, the only good thing about it is is the armchair made of dudes. That is so Why? I mean, they haven't explained why he's got an armchair made of dudes. He just does. No. Hey, you know what? If I could have an armchair made of dudes, I would. So. I would as well. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, this is, just, just to let people know. We're not crazy people. <laughs> exactly. Not I think Dalton Castle, Dalton Castle needs to step his game up, man. <laughs> we'll get, get, a, get an armchair made of boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Daniel, it's not what it sounds like, honestly. Oh, yeah, not... <laughs> throne, of, throne of boys. Like <laughs> Um, yeah, um, uh, I mean that that match was fine. The the saving grace, obviously, was uh, the debut of Orange Cassidy, which um, I enjoyed very much. Um, Daniel, I don't know if you did you see that. Uh, I think so, but I may have just blanked it out. <laughs> In the post after the match, uh, uh, he he turned up. He did a suicide dive with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, did he? That's- Fantastic! No. <laughs> I mean, he also I did, he also did a clip up with his hands in his pockets. I mean, he's yeah. That is okay. I'm gonna go back and check that because oh. that's 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 uh, that's big dick energy. I'm a big fan of that. He was also wearing his sunglasses the entire time. <laughs> it's one Orange Cassidy. It's it's a one note joke, but he's actually quite good because he used to be well. Allegedly, he was one of the colony in Shakara, uh, although no one. Oh. We do know, but no one's no one's ever confirmed it because you know, a bit like Drew Gulak being one of the colony, but no one will officially confirm that. Um, oh, I um, but yeah, I believe I believe he was a uh, fire ant, as far as oh. I know. Uh, and Drew Gulak for, for just as we're on it was soldier ant, I believe. But um, yeah, uh, anyway, get, I'm going off on a tangent here. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I. I that was the saving grace of that for me. 
Um, I tell you what, I did enjoy quite a lot. If we're talking about, uh, you know, if, you, if we're using the circus analogy and we are talking about the clowns, um, was the opening match with um, SoCal Uncensored uh, against the Jurassic Express. Yes. So uh, that was that was the match. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I well, like Luchasaurus is great. Yeah. I like Luchasaurus quite a lot. I think he's something really unique. And him and him and Jungle Boy are a great tag team. I don't understand Marco Stunt, and I wish he wasn't part of it. <laughs> Just this uh, yeah. small dude who doesn't seem to offer anything. I I was like, this dude is so small. Like, <laughs> he looked like a child. Like, wow. What is this child doing? That match. I mean, the thing is, with all, all of the matches and the quality of the wrestling is 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 good. Is really good. Is it's kind of not much you can really criticize in terms of of how good the wrestling mm. is and the stories and everything. And these guys, they just seem to from. I mean, they performed the same role they did in the previous show of just kind of getting the crowd hyped up and and kind of starting the show off in the right way. I know there was like a, a pre-show, but you know, I didn't watch any of that. Uh, you did but, miss um, a huge amount. Uh, uh, I would say there was. Uh, did you? I don't know if you saw the the mess of a battle royal they did um, before or no. um, double or nothing. They did the same thing here. It's a weird thing where they have a battle royal, but five people come in at the same time. So it's like a royal rumble, but split into four. Uh, it's uh, weird. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah. it was all women to crown to select one half of the. Um, first ever women's title match at, uh, when they start TV in a few weeks, uh, which Nyla okay. Rose won. Um, I mean, that was fine. It, it was a mess, but it was fine. Battle Royals usually are, and that's why I like them. I know they're trash. It's literally just people standing in the ring, pretending night. to push each other, and some people just standing around not doing much, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I don't the, know why. Uh, the Greg Valentine <laughs> special. <laughs> Greg Valentine was always, you, if you go back to the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and you watch any WWF Battle Royal, Greg Valentine is always there, just standing in the corner, lightly holding somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing anything. He's lightly holding them as if he's choking them. He's not. He's lightly holding them as if he's trying to push them. He's I love not. that. That's my favourite thing about Battle Royales, is just the people just standing there, and literally just standing around. That's me at work. That's me at work right now, just lightly standing around. <laughs> lightly standing around with dangerous intent. <laughs> it's perfect, you know. It's, it's yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, so I, you didn't miss much there. Um, um, the the pre-show also had um, also had Private Party, who are uh, really really good actually. They're a fantastic tag team. Um, although uh, yeah. against uh, Angelico and Jack Evans, it was it was a pretty decent match. Nothing blow away, but decent enough. Um, Private Party have the worst theme music I've ever heard. Okay, I need to hear this then. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll load this up after the podcast. <laughs> includes the uh, includes the lyrics. It's a private party, but you're all invited, which is the definition hey, of not a private party. Yeah, so that's I get a public it. Party. Just to point that oh, out. Yeah, just, just just go with it, Thomas. <laughs> uh, you know me well enough to know I can't just go with it. That's going to bother me for days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you what, one thing that I, 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 I that did bother me about the show, um, and it has bothered me. Like, it's a bit of a weird thing. So the other women's match on the show was uh, Riho and um, uh, Hikaru Shida, which was really good. Yeah. Like a really, really good, good match. match. 
I, I love Rio. Ah, oh, see, I don't, man. I'm a bit creeped out. It, it, it feeds into a thing that I saw a lot of when I went to Tokyo that makes me a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, what well, you mean, like a kind of weird otaku culture, kind of? Yeah, like Lolita-y kind of. Yeah, and it just—it's a bit. I don't know the way she dresses and the, like the the her gimmick feels like it feeds into a bit that more than it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> like I was watching. Hey, man, this, is it... I was watching this on, on the uh, on my phone on the train, um, and I was like, <laughs> I, "I'm gonna watch this when I get home." <laughs> is, um, it feels weird to continue watching this when there are people around. You know, wrestling wrestling is often a thing that is embarrassing around non wrestling fans because, by its very nature, it's just one of those things that people don't always understand. That is even more difficult to explain to somebody who doesn't know what wrestling is. It's like, wait, yeah. why is this what? Like, it's it's it just it makes me uncomfortable. See, like I see it slightly differently. I think she is kind of she to me. She looks like a really goofy child's entertainer uh, <laughs> on one of those weird Japanese variety shows, um, and um, and she just happens to be like the smallest human being on the planet. Is it a little creepy? I will argue. Is Japan a little creepy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, in in places, the is yes, <laughs> yeah. But she's fa- she's fantastic. She's so good. So, uh, and she seems nice. If you if you want an answer to is Japan a little bit creepy? I mean, Japan is lovely. It's an absolutely phenomenal place. Exactly. However, however, yes, great people. There is an undercurrent of some slightly creepy shit. Um, yeah. So I, you know, especially I remember walking past in Shinjuku, walking past a shop that had a, a big sign in the window that said DVD. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, it, it quickly became apparent from what else was in the window, including something that had tentacles on it. Um, yeah, that, buddy. Uh, the idea was that you could go downstairs into this place and uh, you could go and watch some DVDs in a room on your own. Death Valley Drivers. What? <laughs> Yeah, Ten- yeah. You, you use your tentacles to wrap them around, and then you drive them into the ground with your Death Valley driver. The, the, the pictures with tentacles. Well, they were. Yeah, it was no. It's weird. Nope. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, as I said, that's Japan. a hard no. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, sometimes Japan is a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, you know. Um, so I suppose yeah, the, um, the ladder match with uh, the Lucha Bros, uh, the Young Bucks. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah, it oh, was really good. Uh, I loved it. Exactly what somebody said. I hadn't seen it. Um, by the time I got around to watching the show, um, somebody had said to me, "Oh, if you just imagine what that match will be like, it's that." And I watched okay. it. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was. I would say that match is like uh, yes, yeah, so one of those. But slightly better. There was there was definitely some really cool stuff I saw in in that uh, ladder match. And you know what, what? One of the things that we'll say about that ladder match, what I thought, what I thought made it so special was just I th- think those two teams are just so good yeah. or just so fluid at what they do. So it was just such a lack of botchery and um, just it just it, it flowed so smoothly. I mean, I, maybe it's just kind of the my lack of, of the amount of like you know triple a and stuff i've seen and maybe that's what all uh kind of uh, lucha mexican uh, style um ladder matches are but there was some really good shit in there man there was like one sequence where um 
uh, one of the Lucha Brothers um, was uh, being chased by one of the Young Bucks. He slid under the bottom rope. Uh, and then the, the Young Buck guy, uh, running right behind him without missing a beat, jumped on the corner... Uh, where a ladder was, jumped from the top rope and then jumped over. It was just like something out of an action movie. I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and it was some really good spots, like with the the double, um, was it the double uh, uh, splashes through a table, which, Mm -hmm. yes, I know we've seen before, but it's just kind of the way they... Yeah, it looked great, and the way they—it's they, like the way they talk to each other, and the way they just—you know—the way they've just both teams have so much personality. And I—and I have no idea who the Los Barricos are, but even that part at the end was—I thought was a—that's kind of a great way to introduce a new team after the match. The, the gimmick—the gimmickery wasn't too much, you know. What I mean, there wasn't too much talking. Uh, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought that was like one of the better ladder matches I've seen in a long time, uh, and, and in comparison to the ones I see in WWE a lot, just um, a huge lack of botchery, which I very much appreciated. That was um, Santana and Ortiz, who were um, uh, previously known as LAX in um, oh. in um, Impact Wrestling and various other places, but for for presumably for copyright reasons, will not be using that name in AEW. Uh, they are really good though. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them versus uh, the Lucha Bros, them versus the Bucks, uh, them versus the Best Friends, uh, them versus SCU. There's there's so many good matches. Yeah, dude. With them. Their, their tag division is stacked already. It might actually be the thing that sells this whole thing is this oh, tag division. Because, so. I mean, WWE don't really care about tag team wrestling. It's just there. Like, it doesn't really mean <laughs> anything. Yeah. It's just a way to get four different people to be on TV at once. Yeah. And this, they seem to be really heavily investing in the idea of the tag tag division, which you know is I'm, is fine with me. Yeah, like because again, I don't want to keep drawing the WCW comparisons, but WCW always had a very strong tag division, and, and yeah. it was a big part of the undercards of like of Nitro every week when it was three hours, you would get like some really strong tag matches, and their tag division was always taken quite seriously up until the Russo Ferrara, you know, that last yeah. year or so, but. Really, it was it was always growing up. I remember as a kid thinking like, "Yeah, tag team wrestling is really cool." Even when exactly, you know, I, I mean, I know we don't mention it, but like Benoit and Malenko, and uh, even when you had like Ray and Kidman and Raven and Saturn, and you know, this is like towards the back end of WCW still being a viable thing. They were still brilliant. It's like tag wrestling was as a kid. Tag wrestling was there was something special about tag teams, oh, like acting outfits and and the moves and everything and i think it's definitely a way to bring in the broad part of your wrestling audience especially with um uh the way the lucha brothers and 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 uh, the young bucks and and this new team if you say they're really good and those other teams i think this is definitely going to be the thing that will bring in your 12 year old like who just like is walking by and goes whoa what is this i'm 12 (laughs) this is amazing you know (laughs) Um, I know, I definitely agree, and I think that's that's the thing. And again, aside from their terrible theme music, Private Party, I think, will be a big part of that. Um, I think it might be the first or second show when AEW start on TV. It's um, the tag tournament, the first round match is Private Party versus the Young Bucks, which I think might be a, a massive show stealer. And I wouldn't even oh. be surprised to see Private Party like get the upset win, because they they obviously are putting massive amounts of stock in them, um, and rightly so, they are fantastic. Um, but yeah, there are so many. That division is so stacked already, and I can only imagine they're going to bring in more if they're doing a big tournament. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited about their tag division. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
Um, I suppose... How was Jimmy Havoc? Oh, sorry, Mike, what'd you say? No, just how was Jimmy Havoc? I was just about that to... That match sucked. Yep. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> I, I don't really get... I, well, I sort of get Joey Janela. I don't get Darby Allen, and outside of, 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 well, basically progress, I don't really get Jimmy Havoc, what the appeal is. He's... They keep going on about how he's like on commentary, how he's he's actually really like technically trained in the British style, and then he's just doing crap hardcore matches, and he's he looks yeah. terrible. I really don't like like I don't know what's happened to me because when I was a kid, I loved watching people get triple power bomb through knives, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean, and like just fucking <laughs> like it exploded and you know yeah. ridiculous nonsense wrestling. But now I watch it. I need some help. <laughs> I need some help. But like, but like um, now, like when he was pouring the thumbtacks in the guy's mouth, I'm like, what, what is this? The yeah. fuck am I watching? Like, <laughs> you know, and that match was just a, a sucky spot fest, and it seemed like some kind of weird, um, you know, sadomasochist wank fest. Like the only reason anyone was doing any of that was stuff was just to show how painful it was rather than I'm doing this stuff to beat you. It was like, oh, look how, oh, yeah, look how many fucking tags I can rub on my fucking scrotum or whatever. It was just <laughs> pointless. It was weird. It's, you're right, though. It, is, it was weird. I, like, I just didn't, it didn't gel for me. And also, you've got three people who have very different gimmicks all doing the same thing, in essence. Like, And Darby Allen. Like, of the three of them, is probably the least objectionable. But, like, I just... I find Joey Janela very one-note. I find Jimmy Havoc, he looks awful in this in this particular environment. And they've missed all the things that, as part of his run in progress, actually made him work... made it work. It was very much smoke and mirrors and hiding his limitations. Yeah. Whereas they're going the other way with this, whereas they're actually almost highlighting his limitations at this point. Um, and... It worked in progress because also he was really given quite a lot of mic time, and in that environment it worked. Whereas he, it doesn't really work when you what, what like what, based on what I've seen so far. If I didn't know who Jimmy Havoc was, what am I supposed to know about him? He come he went, uh, he dresses like a goth. Great. Yeah, That's he looks like a he's a cyber goth, and he loves to eat thumbtacks. That's it. I've got, but they they've not gone to they've not explained anything about who this guy is. So if you don't know, you're looking at this guy who looks. In not in particularly good shape, like, and not even like it's not like he's you know out of shape and that's part of his gimmick. He just looks like just some anything guy comes down with his Hannibal Lecter mask on and a jacket, then takes it off and is wearing a t shirt. Like, it's what he looks like, uh, one of the extras from that irreversible movie when they're in the club, <laughs> the guy just jumps out of somewhere and just starts wanking at the dude. He looks like one of those guys, like. <laughs> I just yeah it didn't it just didn't do anything for me I like and I get that there's a place for the hardcore stuff and like there are people who enjoy, who will enjoy that it, it's yeah. it's not for me it's not for me I think it's fair to say um yeah that that was not a highlight um I will say I mean we've, we've covered most of the card the the last thing I suppose is um Sean Spears and uh, Cody Rhodes which I thought was all right yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that match actually. It's another Cody Rhodes. Yeah, like I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, I, Cody Rhodes just doesn't really do it for me. I think he still feels he's he's getting getting there slowly, but he still feels like somebody pretending to play a wrestler rather than. I think something <laughs> a little bit disingenuous about his act that doesn't quite work for me. It just doesn't. It just snaps me out of it every time. 
Was he wearing the white belt again? Probably. I can't remember. Yeah, I do kind of get what you're saying. I I really enjoyed when he did the Dusty Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes stuff. Um, But maybe I just prefer to watch them. I don't know. I think his um, facial expressions, I think, are the thing that bother me more than anything. There's something really disingenuous about his facial expressions. It's like, you know, you know, when you get like, uh, like a pantomime villain of somebody going, ha 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 ha. Like, yeah, like, like, it feels like he's trying to make the same facial expressions as like M. Bison in in fucking Street Fighter. He reminds me of Robbie Rude from uh, what's that show? Lazy Town. You know, Lazy Town. Robbie Rotten. He's kind of Robbie Rotten. Yeah, he's kind of got <laughs> Robbie Rotten expressions. <laughs> Fun fact about Lazy Town: uh, the guy who played Sportacus, who I don't yeah. know if he's still alive. I'm feeling he's dead. I'm no, sure. I think he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he once came into the offices uh, when I worked at a, a company that Daniel also worked for at a different time. <laughs> we won't name. Oh this. yes. Um, uh, came into the office because that particular company had uh, had purchased the rights to uh, Lazy Town at the time, um, and he came into the office uh, and it started doing um, a walking handstand, and I thought he was a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's his character in the show. He is Robbie he Rotten. No, no, no. This was Sportacus. Oh, Sportacus. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I mean, speaking of uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Japan. Japan is kind of creepy. <laughs> there was some real Japanese creepy going on in uh, that Lazy Town show, man. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, yeah, that also, show was creepy as fuck. Why were why were some of them humans and some of them puppets? But they never because, explained why that was just they were just yeah, like it's because of the post apocalypse. And why did Sportacus have to use backflipping as a method of transport? And why did he live in a blimp? I'll ask you a question. If you could backflip everywhere instead of walk, would you not? And if you could live in a blimp, would you not live in a blimp? Uh, True. Especially if you could backflip into the blimp where, where, from the ground. Where would, your, uh, where would your waste products go from the blimp, though? Just on your enemies. <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> so, um, uh, overall... Um, We'll just get us back on topic because I feel like we probably should. Um, <laughs> we veered off a little bit. Um, I, I do think I think uh, All Out was a really good show in general. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I think all of the matches were very good. Um, there was nothing about it that uh, I thought was was necessarily bad. Um, it moved along at quite a good pace. Didn't feel overly long, despite it being actually quite a long show. Um, I do find Jim Ross to be a problem. There were points in the show uh, yes. where he sounded like he wanted to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I feel like he was a lot better this show than he was um, uh, the what was the nothing. previous show. It was all or nothing. I think he was a lot better, and they've kind of worked out their chemistry a lot. But I think it's just he he's a little bit redundant. There doesn't need to be two people doing that role. No, Excalibur um, does it fine. I don't think I don't really know what Jr. adds. Yeah, you, it's basically pick one or the other. And I, the thing is, there is some comfort. I do quite just like having him there. See, I would, I would have him as <laughs> it a, makes me feel happy. Have him in a host role. Have him kind of, or have him as like a kind of not a backstage interviewer necessarily, but have him as, or have him as an authority figure. Fine, do whatever. But like, don't like having him commentate on every match. Have him commentate just on Cody Rhodes's matches because he adds something to those. He clearly isn't enjoying himself. Whereas he, those, doing... whenever he does those matches, he's fantastic. Yeah. The Cody Rhodes matches, for some reason, he just comes alive. I don't even know what it is. But during the during the uh, you know the Young Bucks and the uh, and the Lucha Bros or during that. 
that hardcore three-way, he sounds like... And also, like, willfully, not, not even mistakenly, refusing to call Jungle Boy Jungle Boy and kept calling him Jungle Jack. <laughs> you know what? Why not? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to... It's weird. <laughs> um, I feel like if you call yourself Jungle Boy, you get what's coming to you. I will say as well, I think that um, outside of that, which is only a very small issue... Um, Going back to that whole three ring circus thing, I do feel a little bit like one thing that they are missing is a few big lads. Uh. I do feel like you've got you've got the acrobats, you've got the you know you, you know you do have you've got the flyers, you've got the kind of cruiserweight style of matches. You but like everybody is pretty much sub six foot with the exception of Luchasaurus and Sean Spears, who isn't a particularly tall guy, but looks really big compared to the other guys because he is that little bit bigger. Like it, I don't know. I just feel like for a bit of variety, they could do with getting a few kind of like proper heavyweights in as well. Just for, I agree. I agree actually, because yeah, you do need, it it would be cool to, in that main event or, or around there to have just some really big, um, uh, dudes. But I also think that I don't want, uh, well, I mean, they, they should be able to find big dudes that can wrestle. You oh know? yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I'm not saying just get like some guy in cause he's massive. Like I'm not just, yeah. you know, like, don't, don't go giant Gonzalez on us all. Nobody wants, <laughs> you know, oh, please, please do. I mean, it, yeah. In a sort of perverse way, I kind of want that, but like, with the weird fur skin suit and all. Um, yeah. Like, although I think he's, he's, he's long dead. Um, oh. I mean, he's a giant. That's what happens. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do suspect, um, I imagine they'll deal with that at some point, but they could do with a few bigger guys because actually just, I think for the perception, if nothing else, like, cause perception is reality. And if they are looking at that mainstream audience, they are going to need a few bigger guys in there just to kind of, you know, for a bit of variety and just to, I don't know, like, it feels like everybody's, a lot of guys are very similar on this show. Like there's yeah. like similar size, similar look, similar moveset. God, how many suicide dives were there on this show? There's got to be at least 20. Yeah. And like, uh, just for a bit of variation of style, that's why Luchasaurus stands out so much because he's big and he does, yeah, he can do the dives and stuff. And, but he also does like more kind of martial artsy kicks and stuff. And it, it's just a slightly different style that really stands out. And I think they could really yeah. do with having some, some guys like who don't conform to this sort of young bucks esque flippy style, because you know, like too much of a good thing sometimes is, is bad. Yeah, you need variety. You need variety, and well, I don't think there's enough of that. I think they need some guys. They need some brawlers. They need some like you know. I don't know. Just something is missing. For who me. would you say then? I don't Do know. You have any suggestions? I, no, no, not off the top of my head. Like, I don't you know what? Ever think about it. Someone who I think, and I know anyone who's like a proper wrestling fan or whatever is going to hate me for saying any of this, but someone who I think is criminally underrated and can have really good matches, looks big, has the like, looks ha- like looks the part, will never happen. But someone like Roman Reigns, you know what I mean? So, oh, someone yeah, of sure. that of that ilk, of that kind of big guy, but can really can be a brawler, can can, uh, but in an, an entertaining, yeah, an all rounder, like you know, he's not. Right now. They don't have an all-rounder. It's someone like him, I think, would be fantastic in this company. But I don't one. I don't know if they'd ever be able to poach him. And two, I, I don't know if this is the similar kind of fan that hates him being shoved down their throats in the other um, company. 
So, you know, but I think someone like him would be fantastic. And uh, who else, who, what other kind of big guys are there? I mean, obviously, I'm just thinking about WWE because that's the only other market I know. I mean, Who's another big guy? If you, uh, he's just come back to TV, so it's probably not happening anytime soon. But, you know, someone like a Luke Harper, like, again, like a guy yeah, who's legitimately yeah. like six, like he would tower over most of that roster. And I, I understand that that's, in some ways that's problematic, but also it would be... Like, he can wrestle too. Yeah. Like someone like that, yeah, it's a home run straight yeah, away, yeah. and he can he can wrestle as yeah. well. Like, but they need to get guys obviously who can wrestle and who can do all the rest of it. But they need, I think, they do need some bigger guys in there. I think that, like, and to be honest, if nothing else, you look how they've built Sean Spears over the last couple of shows, and he was nothing in WWE towards the end of his run. There, he wasn't even on TV for like about the best part of a year. Like, and no mm. one cared. Oh yeah, well, you shout ten, brilliant. Um, <laughs> like, but that's what it that's what it boils down to at the end. No one gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's obviously there are going to be people who eventually, when their contracts come up in WWE, are going to be available. And if there were some sort of slightly bigger guys, and they need star power right now because they, like, I think they're going to really struggle to build towards a mainstream audience to build some of the wrestlers they've got as fantastic as they are in that mid card to build those guys up in in short order on to get decent ratings on TNT. Like, it's going to be a real struggle out, out of the gates because they I feel don't like, have the star power. Yeah, no, true. And it's one of those things that they have to build. But after watching this show, I'm actually really excited to start watching that TV show. Oh, me too, and, definitely. And, and I, you know, someone like Kenny Omega, I feel like he's definitely a guy I can see. Just, um, he's a guy I can see being in that role as, you know, your figurehead. But as you said, yeah, I don't know how much he appeals to your non, you know, you know, obsessive wrestling fan. Yeah, you kind of sometimes do need, uh, and, and also Chris Jericho, I don't really want him to be the guy long term. So, yeah, you do need sometimes a big dude, a big imposing guy, um, you know, that's a bit of a spectacle. So, yeah, I agree with you. Mike, do you have any suggestions on who you think would be a, a good big guy's um, in AEW? No, you know what? I, I disagree with you guys. I, I don't think they do need that, and I genuinely don't think they'll be looking for that. I think they're content to stick with the kind of guys that they have been picking up. I think maybe if someone like Cesaro came on the market, yeah. they'd, they'd probably look at someone like him. But you, but the thing is, though, with Cesaro, though, again, though, he would tower above most of that roster, so by virtue yeah. of that, he would be a big guy. I'm not saying they need to go for, like, seven-footers or anything, just guys who are yeah, yeah, yeah. over six foot, because actually, they, they would suddenly... Like, Cesaro would look enormous compared to half of that roster. To be yeah, fair, Cesaro is enormous. He's six foot five. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that, is big. that is big. So, you know, like, but that's the thing, though. Like, and he's not considered that big in WWE. But somebody of of that size would would look enormous compared to half of this roster, and that that's not necessarily a bad thing if it's somebody who can work as well. I'm not saying they should get people just for the sake of it. Just that maybe that they could do with a bit of size in there as well as wrestling ability if they could get the right guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You get that traditional wrestling silhouette, you know. <laughs> Well, it depends on how traditional you're talking about that. Or if you're talking, you know, I've, looks like Harley I mean, Race. I mean, <laughs> I mean, butt naked, Greco-Roman. Oh wow, you're traditional. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Um, I think I think you guys. Sorry, man. I think you guys were saying about how they'll need that to pull for TV, but I think they're a new company, and I think that's that's the point of interest for a lot of people and a lot of young viewers is to see something new, to see something different. 
And I think having Jericho will be enough because once you see Omega, once you see the Bucks, I think you'll be sold. I hope so. So I still think they're in a really good position. I also, I yeah, so. that, I mean, that is a good point. Um, like, I don't see how anyone can see a match between, like, um, yeah, the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers on TV. If you're a 12-year-old and you like WWE and you see that, you're you're going to be hooked. Like, yeah, you will like you're it. You're going to want to see more. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I, I do have some concerns that, it, like, I don't know what happens if that, if, you know, the first couple of weeks are going to do fine. And, but like, if interest drops off after six weeks, I don't know how they're gonna like because WWE obviously have the cachet of being of, of tradition and having been on TV for years, and it doesn't really matter. Like their ratings, as much as people make a big yeah. thing out of it, doesn't really matter because they're like that's not their main source of revenue anymore. Um, yeah, but, it's not important. It's just it's just marketing at this point. Yeah, like ad sales and the rest of it. Whereas I don't know that. It hasn't been wrestling on TNT for 20 years after a period where prior to that, wrestling had been on Turner for, God, like 30 years prior to that. Like, every in the same time slot every week. There may be a bit of re-education that goes on, and I'm not sure... They really they are going to have to deliver and deliver big for those first, like, four or five weeks. And they're going to need surprises. They are going to need... And as much as, you know... Yeah, like, hopefully... Getting Jericho... Having Jericho as your champion is enough to get eyes in and see the rest, and they see the rest and they'll stay. And that's great. But they are going to need to to create some buzz. Other than that, it's they're going to need surprises. They're going to need they're going to need a little bit of the old Lex Luger first Nitro factor. Like it's going to need to be something. Those things will happen because the WWE doesn't treat its staff well. <laughs> so those know, things uh, will happen in time. They, they have locked um, down people's contracts now, and apparently, like on crazy money to keep them out. Keep them okay. Away. Because you can get you can get an appearance from a Bret Hart or something, or I don't know, or some legend to come out and talk or do some kind of program or something. Like oh, yeah. they can, and also like like the thing that appeals to me about this as a lapsed wrestling fan is that it's a show about wrestling, and I feel like you say it be it be it's, so it's going to be on TNT, it's going to be on Turner. Yeah, that I feel like that audience or that if you try and get that old more southern audience back into it i have a feeling that they'll appreciate the the fact that it feels like like old school wrestling in a way it feels like a real wrestling show um it's well these these pay-per-views do and the funny thing is though i have a feeling that they're gonna have to replicate this kind of quality for their tv if they're gonna hook people in because when nitro was at its highest this was the quality of every evening, right? It felt like for at least a year. Like, um, but if they can, if they can get that quality and get that same feeling and concentrate on the wrestling and kind of try and um, downplay too much of the the kind of the stupidity and kind of there's like a corporate sheen, there's like a a vapidity to the WWE, and you know it was a crazy thing talking about wrestling. But if they can limit that stuff and focus on the wrestling, I think they can bring back in that niche audience. Whether they can beat the WWE, who knows? Probably not. It's I mean, not and I don't think they should even aim to do that. I, it's not I don't even... think. I think if that's if that is the plan, they're doomed to fail because simply yeah. simply put, WWE is 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 wrestling to the vast majority of, of, of people in a mainstream audience. What they yeah. should be looking to do is pick up those lapsed fans and pick up those existing fans who are tired of the WWE product. And that is, that, that, that they should be able to do that. And I hope they, I very much hope they do because an alternative is, is needed, like direly needed. Yeah. And like, if we can get competition from them and if this could breed maybe another show or another thing, you know, if we can, 
I think the world yeah exactly we need more expanding as well like yeah I mean there's 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 hope yet you know yeah exactly we need more not less wrestling yeah but and good wrestling like like, like, he's gonna say like maybe maybe more more companies not necessarily more hours physically because yes (laughs) exactly I only have so many hours that I've already got like I'm already struggling to keep up with all of it it's it's hard (laughs) so true so hard. Um, uh, before we wrap up, then um, I just wanted, I'll just quickly um, mention Clash of Champions was last night. Um, <laughs> you didn't miss a lot. Uh, Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks had a pretty decent match. It's worth checking out. Um, uh, Luke Harper came back and is now aligned himself with Eric Rowan. Um, hey, yeah, that haven't seen that one before. I mean, they're doing something with Luke Harper, which is better than nothing, at least because yeah. it's a way seeing him sit at home do nothing. Um, and uh, Seth Rollins uh, beat Braun Strowman, uh, retained his title, and afterwards The Fiend, uh, <laughs> Bray Wyatt, oh, came out. Um, it, it would be worth, it probably is worth seeing uh, some of the stuff they've been doing on Raw, though. They've been kind of messing around with The Fiend, uh, like taking control of the graphics packages and like turning them upside down and like fucking about with the music. And like, it, it, they're actually, it's, they did some really interesting stuff on Raw last night, which I was probably the best thing they've seen them do in months. I, I honestly yeah. I think the fiend the Bray Wyatt stuff is probably the main thing that's holding my attention with WWE at the moment. They they put on a really How good many board. hours um sorry again, sorry. <laughs> no 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 carry on. No, I'm saying how many hours into the seventeen hour show is the entertaining <laughs> stuff? <laughs> oh well uh, hour three hour well, twelve what was nice is on Raw last night it was peppered throughout the show. Okay. So okay, it's more cool. of a show long story and yeah, he kind of finally turns up at the end. Um, yeah, it, it was better. It was a lot better. And um, there was some, uh, also there's a phenomenal match between um, Baron Corbin. I know, like, hold your disbelief a little. Uh, and Chad in the finals of the King of the Ring tournament, which was uh, was really really good. Uh, probably the best okay. match Baron Corbin's had ever. I know, mean, I know, it's a low bar, cool. but like that's a very low bar, Tom. Like, yeah, it was really good. Um, WWE right. I think also I wonder if like with NXT moving to UA and everything else I think they are going to start sitting up and paying attention to AEW as much as they're playing it off that they don't care yeah. Vince McMahon loves competition so I think exactly and, and any money they make, uh, AEW makes is money that people aren't spending in the WWE absolutely and I think that, that I think it, it can only be good for both companies you know I think in the yeah. grand scheme of things that competition is going to make everyone better so yeah I, I, it's yeah um, I think we should probably get out of here because uh, um, I say get out of here. We're doing this over Skype, so I'm not going to leave my house. But uh, <laughs> that would be weird. Um, but maybe we should uh, we'll, we'll call it a day there. Um, so yeah, um, this is obviously this is the first podcast uh, from the WrestleCube. Um, hopefully, we'll have more coming up in the weeks and months that follow. Um, uh, so keep an eye on our SoundCloud page um, and our as to be set up. Twitter and Facebook. Basically, look look for the WrestleCube. You'll find it. And, you know, we'll, we'll, it's there. It's there. It'll exist by the time you can hear this, and um, we'll hopefully be uh, be putting out some more content over the next few months. And um, yeah, putting it in your ears. Thank you very much, Daniel. All right, thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. Thank you. Peace. And uh, and to our listeners, uh, this has been uh, the WrestleCube. And remember, don't be a square, be a WrestleCube. <laughs> yeah! <laughs>